This is Five Sided Dice, a podcast for people with a plus three carpool proficiency. Today, we'll talk about who we are, what the deal is with Five Sided Dice, and the Great Mouse Apocalypse of 2018 and 2019. Take a listen. is Dan. Uh, I am very much into uh, all things nerdy, which I guess fits well with what we're going to talk about here. Um, I identify mostly as a maker, although I unfortunately don't do enough making these days. Uh, very much into woodworking, um, and I'm starting to get back into uh, tabletop gaming, uh, particularly Dungeons and & Dragons, and then a bunch of different games that my kids like to play that work um, for all ages, at least in our house, five through 12 at this point. And I'm Marianne. I'm a middle school teacher who's interested in kids, learning, games, theater, chickens, and systems that work. I love a good system. I have three redheaded kids, a very patient husband, and I'm interested in all sorts of creative things. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, one thing we wanted to talk about briefly as we're just starting up here is why on earth five-sided dice? Uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about what a five-sided die is a little later. Um, but why don't you tell us a little bit, Marianne, about why, how this this was kind of something that came to mind. I didn't even know these existed until you told me. So, Well, only through the magic of Google. Right. <laughs> um, so five-sided dice, we both have three kids and patient better halves uh we've known each other for a long time and this is our podcast for people with a plus three in carpool proficiency um we are interested in kids and games and gaming in general making stuff and each one of our families has five people in it thus the five-sided dice yes and very weird looking dice but again we will get to that soon so uh what we plan to do with this podcast is to talk a little bit about gaming either as adults or uh with kids um and i have a feeling with kids is going to be a big part of it um and also to talk about being parents with young kids in new hampshire which is where we live um and kind of exploring all the various weird things that we do around here birthday present for you oh i'm scared <laughs> no it's dice you can't you hear them i can so everybody loves dice especially ones that aren't six-sided you have one guess as to how many sides your birthday dice has well uh not 40 hopefully <laughs> <laughs> it's five yeah i should have seen this coming right <laughs> so my students 
love four-sided dice the most once they learn how to read them. Um, they like to spread them around on the floor of the classroom so that, you know, if anybody steps on them. That's a little evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, no, they don't really, but they do <laughs> love, they love dice that are all different kinds of sides. Uh, so in the start of this podcast research, I learned a little bit about dice, which you might know some of this from math, but it was new to me or new to me remembering it as an adult anyway. Right. Okay. <laughs> so there's platonic solids. Okay. Those are the regular polyhedrons. And there's five of them. And they're the, you know, they're the shapes of the different dice that we have in Dungeons and Dragons. Excellent. Right. So there's the four sided one. That's the tetrahedron. And the six sided one. That one's just called cube. I'm sure it probably has some other hedron name, but. It's funny. I'm thinking right now. What are the others called? I actually yeah, don't okay. know. I, I I probably have a good guess at the twenty, but the other ones, I am I'm okay. hopeless. Okay. So so well, I think you can figure out the eight sided one. I can't. It's, it's an octahedron, <laughs> like an octopus. Well, I, <laughs> I yeah, guess yeah. that makes sense. And then the dodecahedron is the twelve sided one, and the icosahedron is the twenty sided one. So those those are all the the platonic solids, and there's only five. And they have identical faces of regular polygons on each side. Okay, I see. So, yep. but also people really like thinking in tens. So there's, we also have 10 sided dice. Right. Right. So have you ever seen a five sided dice like in practice? I've seen a picture. I've never held one in my hand. Um, there's very few things that have five sides. So <laughs> right. I have a guess. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's the problem with five sided dice is they're not platonic solids so there's right. no like good way to make them fair so i was like why do they call them that why do they call them platonic solids because plato mentions them in writing and but he was super into them as like kind of woo woo fire atoms are tetrahedrons and earth atoms are cubes and air atoms are octahedrons and water atoms are icosahedrons and cosmos atoms are dodecahedrons. I think okay. that's like the heart in Captain Planet. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, like what's, what is cosmos supposed to be? <laughs> I don't know. Everything was supposed to be made out of these things and they were identified with shapes, which is pretty awesome. I guess you had to start somewhere, right? Well, I don't know. There's a lot of women in uh, at my work right now who are super into like crystals and essential oils and stuff. So maybe this isn't as far out as as it seems. We're we're not straying right. as far as we <laughs> think. One. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but Egyptians knew of at least three of them, according to the internet as well. But yeah, pentahedrons; those are five sided dice, and they come in two shapes. Right. So they have to have five faces. Sure. Right. So I was trying to think about what they were. I was trying to guess what they were. And the I could think of the one that's like a pyramid, like in Egypt. Right. Oh, like with a with a square yeah. on the bottom and then the four right, triangular right. sides. Yep. So that's a good one. And I could not figure out what the other one was, but it's a triangular prism. Right. Right. So it's like a tent, like a little pup tent. Sure. Yeah. So anyway, neither of those make like good dice. Right, because like, they're not exactly fair. So I went online and I bought a couple. And so one of them is um, just a 10-sided die that they just put the numbers one through five on twice. 
I know. Oh. That's I know, Weak. right? Yeah. Name. <laughs> and so I thought it was pretty like, okay, fine. That's a workaround. And then I found this guy named Michael Bowling at a Tucson, Arizona, invented crystal dice. And that's like a bowling pin, if you imagine a bowling pin. But, you know, instead of rolling out dough, it's actually a bunch of faces. So when you, you would roll it like a, I guess like a bowling ball, and and it rolls along. So the ends, it like can't land on the ends. It only lands on somewhere on the... Oh, so it's like a cylinder with a bunch of like yes. flat sides, and you make it whatever right. whatever angle you need to. That's uh, that's in- I never would have thought of that actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's an interesting yeah, way to go. Yeah, and uh, well, he sued Hasbro because they were using it in the Millennium ish- edition of Monopoly. Yeah, Ooh. he got almost five hundred thousand bucks for it. Well, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are wicked expensive online, though, because they're all patented. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so your birthday present is uh, a squash down triangular prism. And uh, the one and the five are on the triangle sides. And then the three, four and two are on the squash rectangular sides. But it's sort of set up like a four-sided die, so when it lands... Oh, are the numbers like along the bottom, yeah, maybe? Yeah, right. Or... Like, okay. it's yep, pointed yep. at the top, and I think when it, when okay. it lands yep. on there, that's that's what it is. So then I super annoyed my husband by staying up really late one night, rolling them to see if they were fair or not. <laughs> so I mean, how many times did you have to roll? I remember doing this in one of my... Uh... One of my math classes when I was still teaching, you know, just with flipping a coin. And I mean, you have to go quite a ways to get it close to 50-50. And even then, you're not I right. I know. Well, so. I got bored after 160. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so the data, I don't know. But what, do you have any guesses as to which sides came up the most? Well, so I have a vague understanding of the shape. I feel like two, three, and four really don't have a chance. Just I feel like gravity would have a little too much to yeah, say. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, of course. The one in five <laughs> did come up more. They came up 25 and 23% of the time. You know, you'd think if it was fair, they should all come up about 20%, right? Sure, yeah. And then yep. the two, three, and four were 17 and a half, 16 and 18%. So it's not like terrible, but it's not... Yeah, that's actually closer yeah. than I think it would be. It, it seems, yeah, I I mean, maybe I'd, I'd have to look at the dice myself, but... To me, I would think that the uh, ends of the triangles will be much bigger and so more place for it to land, which probably explains the right. numbers you got. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, but they're really cool. And uh, it was neat to figure all this out. And na- next I want some crystal dice from Michael Bowling, but I'm definitely going to give him credit for it so he doesn't sue me. <laughs> right. Right. Seems like he's uh, he's got the lawyers yeah. all figured out at this he point. He definitely yeah. does. <laughs> the other thing when I was doing this is um, I watched some number file, which is this. Oh, I, man, I, yep. they're awesome. Some of those are really neat. I haven't I haven't watched those in a while. So if you like numbers, it's a channel on YouTube. Oh, man. And these guys are and gals are super smart and they're like adorable math nerds. <laughs> And a lot of them are British and they explain things so nicely. It's really, they're wonderful. Very cool. Yeah, I've definitely watched some of their videos in the past. Uh, certainly one I was teaching. Yeah, they've got some good ones about um, fair dice and about getting Yahtzee and, and all sorts of cool stuff. So we'll have to check out some of their stuff as we go along. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So I'm not sure which element a five-sided die comes from. Maybe that's the one that's hard. What do you think? 
I have nothing to add to this one. I... <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'll have to see if uh, you know what my my chakras say, and I'll let you know. Right. Get get in yes. tune and and uh, and figure it out. Yep. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, I just dropped it on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I just went to to do it, and it like skittered away across the room. Oh well. <laughs> Let's talk about the mouse apocalypse. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> the successor to squirrel apocalypse, which we had a lot of fun with in our house over the summer. You know, they've stayed outside. We've seen a lot of really big looking squirrels in our yard, but we have not seen any in the house yet. Well, we had one. Of course, you know what it's like to get squirrels out of our house. You've been here before. Yes. Um, this one, yeah, this one kind of peeked its head at me and I just kind of walked away and Next day he was gone, so that was great. Don't you remember? Oh, geez. Like, this half-formed memory is rising out of me. <laughs> remember years ago when there was a flying squirrel? In the in room your, I'm sitting in right in now. The very That's room right. you were sitting in. <laughs> yeah, I, I, your husband and I provided moral support, if I remember correctly. Yes. We, were, we were not impressed or interested. <laughs> we were very brave. Yes. Well, the first time I ever saw a flying squirrel was in my old house, and I didn't know there were flying squirrels in New Hampshire. It was actually when you were down at my house and we were all doing the flooring. Oh, wow. Yes, this is a long time this ago. This is really a long time ago, yeah. <laughs> like 15 years ago. Oh, my and, goodness. And it must come up out of the basement or something. And it was just sitting there in the middle of the room. And I looked at it and it melted. It was like, Bleh. <laughs> And it was like, what the hell is it doing? Oh, my God. What is it doing? And it. It was just spreading out into its flying squirrel form. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I didn't know we had flying squirrels. And I just, like, it looked like it was just melting into the floor. Kind of got a little <laughs> flat and squishy looking, yeah. yeah. And I put the cat in there and I'm like, kill it, kill it. <laughs> go, go, go. And the cat was like, mm, I think it's dead already. And I'm like, it's faking. It's not really melted. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the last one we had in our house was the first time I'd ever seen one actually jump or fly because I wasn't sure what it was. I'd never really seen one or at least the one we had recently was it looked smaller and I thought it was just a mouse. And then I saw it jump, you know, four feet. I'm like, oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> Fortunately, that one's moved on. But of course, the uh, the mice have moved in. <laughs> Oh my gosh, they've been so bad. Little, little context for anyone listening. Our, our house is, I have to do the math, we're, we're coming up on 170 years old on this one um, with wow. lots, lots of holes. And uh, it kind of comes and goes, you know, sometimes we see them around, other times they're not. You know, we have a, a service that comes and kind of helps us with that. Um, but with the, all the additional squirrels and then mice, and they're all here for the same reason, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a minute. They found more ways into our house to get more food because their food supply ran out. It really has been this this game of, oh, they're coming in here, and I have bought more steel wool in the last couple months than I have ever in my life, and it's it's really kind of funny. Would you say it's a game of cat and mouse? <sighs> <laughs> so I wish we could have a cat. I'm very allergic. Oh, uh, I know. Um, and I, you know, I like cats. They They seem to like me, of course. They must know I'm allergic. We are definitely dog people and so our dogs don't even they just don't even lift their heads off the couch oh my gosh well so this is the first year ever that we've had mice at school oh wow uh, so there were so many that they were chewing through the plastic 
bins to get into the snacks that we have for kids who can't do, bring snacks to school. Right. Like, you okay. know, we have yep. them in these plastic tubs and then all of them are within plastic and they were getting through the tub, through the plastic and eating it all. That's impressive. Uh, yeah. They came into my classroom and were eating the soap that I had in my classroom. Wow. I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's really, it's like the plague of mice like biblical no it is we, we we've seen them go through you know the the plastic bags on a loaf of bread and and stuff like that and we've never seen that before um there was one day in the last few weeks we, we brought all our um ski bags in and uh we had left a few snacks you know from the day for the kids and us and all that and my wife goes out and goes skiing again and realizes she has a full set of mice snacks in her boot so. Oh my gosh, <laughs> so you know you get out at the ski hill and she's out there you know with her ski boot upside down dumping in the trash can and just you know hoping no one's looking and <laughs> so i'm all about total war you know like in general i'm a live and let live kind of gal i'm capture and release on bugs spiders hornets all of it capture them release them outside they don't want to be in our house i don't want them in there go outside right sure snakes i don't care but Ever since in my old house, something chewed a hole in the side of the house. I was like, this is total war. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, like, they were, this is like, you know, so salt into the earth yes. of, of mice. And so I, we did poison in the old house and I went to get some in our new house once the mouse apocalypse started. Sure. And so I go down to Edmonds, which is our local hardware store and they're so nice i'm like oh i've got all these mice and they're like tell me about it everybody has mice i'm like i just want poison i'm gonna this is this is total war poison they're dead to me and, she, and the lady's like you don't want poison you have you have rabbits and, and you have small children and you have a dog and i'm like oh that's true and she's like what if one of them got into it like that would be terrible she's like you don't want that so like, okay so I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to get right down there. I'm just going to do traps. I'm going to do those kind of traps that snap. Oh, kill yeah. Them. I mean, I'm not going to do like glue traps. That seems unnecessarily mean. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to kill them with traps. I'm like, I'm going to get traps. And she's like, oh, but what if your kids put their fingers in the traps and then their fingers could be hurt? I'm like, oh, you're right. And so then I'm there and I'm like, this lady is talking me out of killing all the mice in my house. Like, so you're like, in a store. I mean, you're talking to yourself. Oh, oh my goodness. Hi, Kitty. <laughs> Hi, Minda. You here to talk about mice, dude? Yeah, go, go, go take them out. There you go. <laughs> I was going to say, they're talking you out of a sale at that point, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And so finally, I'm like, what do, you, what do you recommend? And she's like, I recommend this. And she hands me something that basically looks like a butter dish. Okay. And it's. It's like the world's tiniest have a heart trap. There are these little plastic traps. And I was like, this is the stupidest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> but they were $1.25. And at that point, I was like so befuddled with, you know, not wanting to kill my children that I bought a couple. And oh, man, she was right. They were great. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, you just throw a little peanut butter in there. Sometimes we get two a night. Oh, wow. In the same trap. I mean, what would make you be like, oh, my buddy's in there. I better go in there, too. <laughs> that smells great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sounds fun. No, we uh, we do something different here. Um, 
it was really a bad scene for a while before before this all started recently. Um, so we had to actually get a service that comes in. Uh, is it quarterly, every three months or whatever? And so, uh, what does that mean? Like, what it happens when you get a service? Like, what do they do? So they they take a lot of your money. Of course, they're really yeah. good at that. Um, and in our house, we have indoor and outdoor. They call them. I guess they're called bait stations. They're not traps. Um, right. And they kind of walk in one side, and there's uh, there's a block of. It's essentially it's like the the decon pellets, yeah. But it's in a solid form, so they're not gonna take it and store it somewhere. Which is why we stopped using that because we're like, oh, we're gonna kill the mites with this decon. That's great. And then we found this whole stash of what was little decon pellets and then almonds. It was just this random thing, but. Like, yeah, we can't have that with the kids around and the dogs and all that. And so these, it's like a solid block that's inside and they come and replace those every three months, which over the last, you know, since the squirrels and mice have, you know, run wild, we've had them here a little more often. Um, But it's funny, they called me today to confirm an appointment. I was like, well, it's about time, you know, (laughs) it's time time to get these things all full. I bet they're all empty. Uh, So uh, that'll be fun when they're, they're here next week and we, uh. We really get to give them a piece of our mind, you know, let's uh, let's get rid of these things or we'll, we'll move on and try something else, you know. Well, it's gotten a lot better here since they since it got snowy for it got once the wet the cold weather hit that seemed to help here. Uh, but it was so crazy for a while. One night I came home and I, I think my husband um, and son were I don't camping or something. And we came, I had the two girls with me and we went to all snuggle in bed and there was a mouse running back and forth across the headboard. Wow. I'm like, Oh my God. And you know, then it was like, forget it. Then it was like yakety sex time. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know? And so that was crazy. And then we did end up getting a cat also. Right. We had a, there was a slightly feral cat in the neighborhood that we captured and, she lives here, and she's got a couple mice, but not, not, not a enough. Lot. Yeah, not enough. Well, one other time years ago, now I would turn on the heat in my car, and little bits of seeds would come out of the, like the heat vent. And when I brought my car in to have its oil changed, they took like fifteen pounds of bird seed out of my car. Oh. <laughs> it was all the inside of my car, and some little mouse had had traveled across the street to the bird feeder, which was, you know, quite a distance. Yeah, especially with, for such back. short legs. Yeah, wow. Right. And that was pretty impressive. This is, it's funny. This is bringing up all kinds of fun memories. I remember um, back when I was still teaching, um, back when I think there was just one kid and not three, um, and pulling into the the daycare where my you know where my son was going and pulled into the parking lot and a bunch of smoke just started coming out of the vents of my of my truck and you know I was a little concerned because this was a fairly old truck even at the time you know it was probably 15 16 years old and you know definitely was kind of you know you talk about whack-a-mole in our house with all the mouse and the mice and the the steel wool it was whack-a-mole on this thing for what was going to break next Uh, And so I had a cabin full of smoke. And so I pull into this, you know, the the daycare and I open up all the doors and all the smoke billows out. And, you know, it ended up being fine in the end. But I later found out it was a whole mouse den that was somewhere in the heating system that just caught fire. (laughs) 
Oh, it came Jesus. right out the vents. I was like, that's that's wonderful. Oh, no. And, I, you know, at that point, I hadn't lived up here that long. And things like animals in the house um, were not things I was used to or or knew about, for that matter. And, uh, you know, when I was growing up years ago, we had a really big rabies uh, scare up here in New Hampshire in the mid-90s. The rabies came through and just wiped out a lot of the population of foxes and raccoons and stuff. But before that, when people didn't really think about rabies back in the eighties, you just fed raccoons. Like you just feed them. We had a family of raccoons who would come and scratch on the door every night and you'd open the door and give them a piece of bread and shut the door again. I mean, (laughs) and when Mark was growing up one time, the door was accidentally left open and he came downstairs and there were a bunch of raccoons just in the kitchen helping themselves to just hang out yeah oh my goodness <laughs> so you know things are things are pretty you know cultured around here now i know gotta keep those guys out oh my goodness so i think our funniest mouse story was again back in the old house when everybody was a little bit younger they were super into hamilton they had just, it had just come out and they were really, really into it. And at the same time, I just put out some new poison and the three kids caught a mouse in the bathroom. And the fact that they could catch it was like, because they were all pretty young and they caught this mouse and they put it in a big empty cheese ball container. Okay. It must've been right after new year's. Cause that's the only time we ever have cheese balls. Right. <laughs> so... Uh, so they put him in there and they named him Alexander Bunny Mouse and he was super messed up. Like he, his eyes were mostly shut and he was just sort of swaying back and forth. And I'm like, guys, uh, I'm not sure Alexander Bunny Mouse is like doing that great. I think, I think, I think he's on the way out. I think yeah. I killed him, guys. <laughs> and so I'm like, I guess we could make him comfortable. So I gave him a cheese ball and he was just like sitting there eating the cheese ball, like right out in the open, kind of swaying and hanging out. And I'm like, <laughs> so, so that night, I came back home. I had gone out and he was laying on his side with his eyes open, like dead. And, you know, the sides were a little fogged up. And so the next morning I told my daughter, I was like, hey, Alexander Bunny Mouse died. She was like, oh, you know, she was all sad about it. And she came downstairs and he was alive again. He was fine. He was better. Oh, (laughs) my. He had come back to life. And. It was like, now he's Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. And he was better. Better. I mean, he wasn't better, but he was a little better. It said that he moved from standing in the middle of the thing to standing at the side and staring at the wall. So we did that. And it's after that, it was like, forget it. Now he's our pet. Right, at that point, yes. <laughs> now I mean, he's our pet. He's got a name. I mean, come on. He's got a name. He came back from the dead? Yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, all I'm trying to do is kill mice, and now I've got one as a pet. So I found a five-gallon or ten-gallon fish tank, and I put him in the fish tank, and he just hung out in there for like two weeks. And then one day we came home, and he was gone. Just gone. Yeah, he yeah. He just jumped right out of it, and he, he was over it, I guess. Wow. And And that was it. <laughs> You never saw him again. Uh, we uh, we don't have stories like that with mice here. It, it started as, especially with the kids, 
uh, at least with my daughter, you know, oh, they're so cute. This is so great. And, you know, the, the boys don't care. But now all of us are like, it's it's time, you know, right. like you said, we, we, we want them dead. Total um, war. And I mean, we've you were talking about one running across the headboard. I watched one run across the end of my desk, which my desk is like two, two and a half feet deep. Yeah. <laughs> it was like right there. I'm like, that's that's a little too close for me. We're we're gonna we're gonna fix some of this. Um but yeah, like last night I heard one running around in the kitchen. I was like, you know what? I'm too tired. I'm right. just going to sleep and enjoy your snack and I'll stuff some more, you know, random holes in the wall with steel wool tomorrow. <laughs> well it's just it's the poop, you know? Oh, gosh. It's everywhere. 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 And it's just gross. Yeah. And it's not safe with kids. Well, it's not. And especially with when we have a service here, you know, the, the blocks, I, I, I could tell when they switched from red blocks to green blocks. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I won't go into any more detail, but I'm sure we can connect the dots on that one. But yeah, it uh, it's not good. And it's, Mm-mm. it is everywhere. And it's one of those things where like, oh, I just fixed this thing and it's not going to be a problem. And then. They're good for, you know, two, three weeks, and then it's all back again, and we start over. And it really has been, we've been pushing very hard in our house to kind of clean them out and plug up the holes. But again, you know, circa 1850 here, it's, there's a lot of holes. (laughs) Well, and looking online, it seems like, I mean, there seems to be two camps where they said nobody really knows why, and then others are attributing it to a big acorn crop a couple years ago that right. you know has has fed a couple generations of mice but i do know that these things are cyclical so I'm hopefully geez you know hopefully we're on the other end of it soon well a lot of people claimed with the squirrels at least that it was it was that acorn crop that yeah. i don't know if it was the year or the year before i don't understand how the the cyclical nature of it is um but i my understanding was that it was the mice were following a similar mm-hmm. a similar pattern um but yeah, I'm looking forward to next year not grossing the kids out as we're driving, talking about squirrel stew as we drive by, you know. And right. it was just, oh God, they were everywhere. Everywhere. And, and yeah, I I will be thrilled when the mice are gone, or at least uh, less prevalent. We have a beautiful, beautiful gray fox who lives in our neighborhood. And so she's been helping out with the squirrels and a few of our chickens. Oh, no. But, you <laughs> right. know, they're yep. meals on legs. Like, if she gets one, I can't be mad about it. Yeah. But that's been a help for the squirrels in our neighborhood. She trots down the street sometimes. I mean, I haven't seen her this winter, but when she had baby kits, she would come in. You know, she was just hungry and she wasn't sick or anything, but she was just had to be a little braver than she would have been normally to try right. to yep. keep everybody fed. So that helped. So, Yeah. It's been crazy. Well, it has to be over soon. One would hope. (laughs) One would hope. Let's play a little bit of Would You Rather. Okay. So I'm going to start first. Um, And this is very relevant. Uh, We have a snowstorm rolling our way tomorrow and so my question to you is would you rather have a snow day now or make up one less day later uh the eternal teacher question isn't it i know (laughs) well i have to tell you i just love snow days i don't even care 
I you just be in school until July yeah, and it's all right. But we are every year. I'm philosophical about it. You know, I guess I just don't have a long enough attention span to worry about it. But uh, some teachers get really upset about it. They get really upset about snow days. They're counting the days. And I just, you know, we're just going to be in school till the end of school. So I don't even know what the last day of school is. It always changes anyway. Well, right. And and our school now here, they... um. They don't count days. They count hours. It's something they can do in New right. Hampshire. And so I'm not even sure how much time we've lost or how much they can make up. And so, um, yeah, well, I don't know when, when school ends here, but I'm with you. I'll take the snow day. Well, and <laughs> in my school, the kids do hours, but the teachers do days. How does that work out in the end? Yeah, like the way our contract works, we're contracted right. to do 187 days, and they're con like whatever that kids are not contracted, so they do the amount of hours to make 180 days, and so sometimes we are at school considerably longer than they are, just because it's <laughs> because, in the contract, yeah. not because it makes sense. Right. That's that's lovely. <laughs> that's education for you sometimes. Oh goodness, absolutely. All right, here's one for you. Would you oh, rather? Well, I've got two. Uh oh. Do you want do you want the underhand pitch or the the overhand pitch? I think we got to start underhand. I got to warm up to the okay. semi. Raw potato or entire lime? Which one do you want to eat? Raw potato or entire lime? Yeah. Oh, I'd have to go lime. Really? Oh, I I, I get really cranky when it, potatoes are undercooked in particular. Ugh. I love raw potatoes. <laughs> so <laughs> They taste like dirt, but like in a good way. <laughs> well, I, it, sure. Um, it's funny. We were watching... Um, my oldest and I were watching an episode of The Office last night. It was one where they were, um, they were betting. They'd started like betting on just random things around the office, and so one of the characters, Creed, on the show, um, was eating an apple, and someone distracted him and swapped the apple for like a raw potato, and you know eats it, doesn't notice, which. <laughs> That was a well-timed little bit there. That was it was literally last night. <laughs> well, that, I like a raw potato. Like I eat it. I mean, I I wouldn't want to eat it if I didn't know it was there. Like I wouldn't want it to surprise me. But I eat it, and I just I feel like I'm eating dirt, but in a nice like in a nice way. Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. I uh, a lime. I would do if it was lemon. I would have to think about. Yeah, it. that's true. Um, but a lime doesn't bother me, and. I'm allergic to a lot of things, but citrus is not one of them. So, oh, that's that's <laughs> I'm, true. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I love key lime pie. Yeah, if what if it's a key lime? Those are real little. That would certainly. Oh, I don't know. Although now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not sure I've ever eaten a lime. Yep. Like I would an orange right, or like something. By itself. Yeah. They're pretty sour. So, who knows? I don't know. Mm. Maybe maybe I should put that to the test. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah, we'll have to eat. We'll have to have a potato and lime eating taste test. That would be fun to explain to someone as they're walking by. <laughs> we'll have to get everybody in on it. That's right. That's right. We would have to have it very, very well coordinated. And yeah. Okay. This sounds like All a right. future episode. I oh, love it. It's excellent. All right. I've got another one for you. Would you rather have all three of your kids sick at once for three days <sighs> or have each kid sick once at a time for three days each in a oh row? Oh my gosh. So it's three like... days, all of them out or nine days of just mayhem. Oh man. That's another tough one. We are so lucky. Actually, we hardly ever get sick here. Oh, I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
when the oldest was little, she was sick constantly, and I was sick constantly for a long time. But now I have a immune system of steel after so many years teaching. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But ah, uh, uh, we haven't all been sick at the same time since before the littlest one was born. Sure. You know, we all got the flu, um, both my husband and I, and oh. when the middle one was a real little baby, all of us, and the oldest one, all of us got the flu for a, a week. Um, but I don't know, man. I guess, you know what? This is like the rip the bandaid off thing. I think all three of them sick at once, on the couch, let's go. I, well, what kind of sick? Well, I, I'm, I'm kind of leaving that open to interpretation a bit. Cause I, 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 I just... I don't know if I could deal with all three of them puking. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Well, so, you know, it's like if all three of them are puking, that's great. But what if one kid is puking and it's, you know, a week and a half? Right? I mean, either way, I just, you know, pass, right? Right. That's a hard no. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't actually know how I would come down on that one. Um, It's been this rolling, you know, this revolving door this winter in our house of, you know, colds and we haven't had any flu yet, fortunately, but, um, you know, nausea and fevers and all this stuff and just kind of floating in and out. I, I was remarking to someone about uh, Friday last week was the first time I was not committed to something that wasn't on the calendar. Yeah. Like something that had been added, right. you know, the day of or the night before because of, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever happened to be going on. I just went and sat in a coffee shop and didn't do very much and it was great and sure enough the next day it all came back you know (laughs) well I have kids my entire commute we we live so close to the school but I still have to bring the littlest one to daycare and I have kids with me constantly and so even when I go to the store it's like a vacation it's so beautiful to just have two minutes to myself but my we have a classic everybody's sick at one story from when I grew up, which is my brother and I were both extremely sick. And I was probably like mm, 12 to 14, which puts him – he's five and a half years younger than I am. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that puts him at like seven. And my mo- I was really into musicals at that time. And my mother went down to the video store and brought back a musical. And she was like, I saw this musical in theaters and it's about aliens and they're singing. And I was like, okay. And it was sounds interesting. It was Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh. <laughs> which, which, which does is technically like that. That's one of those like describe a movie badly kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's accurate, but really not. Really not. And so we watched it. And my father got all disgusted and left. And we managed to convince my brother for years that it had just been some kind of weird fever dream. (laughs) (laughs) No way. He was only like seven. He's like, remember that movie? I'm like, no. (laughs) You're making that up. (laughs) No. And for years, my poor brother thought that he had just had some sort of weird, twisted dream about Tim Curry. (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man, I still love that movie, though. I just love Tim Curry. Yeah. 